with us on episode 23, uh, where we watch The Tester, season 3, episodes 1 and 2. And I am the host, Chris Lorenz, and sitting to my right is... Robert Kitts. And sitting to my left is... Harrison Hoffman. I feel like we haven't been here in a month, guys. I feel like it's been a month. I, I have this weird feeling from like the last podcast, like like there was a podcast, we weren't there. Like, does anyone else have this, some sort of weird feeling like that? Yeah, there was a there's some weird feeling about other people and rambling, and it was it was good. It was good. All right, as long as it was good, uh, I enjoyed it. Was it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was very fun. For those of you who don't know, our last episode was The Bachelor, and we let some of our some of our more enthusiastic friends take over for us uh, for, for that particular show. Some experts. Some experts. In yeah, the I don't think we could have done that show much justice. Of Bachelors. So thanks to them for helping us out. Yeah. Shout out to them. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So this show was uh, real terrible. It's definitely on the bottom, bottom tier here, guys. That's your catchphrase, isn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean... There's definitely shows I said weren't real terrible, but this this one. Okay, so there's no actual website that I could find for this show. They're kind of just on YouTube. Um, but here is the description of the Twitter account for the tester. Um, PlayStation Network's first original content reality show. Gamers test their ability to compete for a job with Sony PlayStation. A shout out to Eric for recommending this one. That's right. A lot of shout outs this episode so far. Which is a shout out episode. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Will Smith for Independence Day. <laughs> it was a bomb, the bomb movie. It's a great shout out. Shout out to Steve Harvey. <laughs> true, true. So um, basically this show is, I mean, that, that description is pretty self-explanatory. They... I'm not exactly sure how they got picked, but there's kind of a bunch of gamer-looking people who were living in a house together competing in challenges that are like loosely related to games for a job. Um, the, the, the title of the show would have, have you think that they're competing for the job of a video game tester, but in Season 3, they're actually competing for a job as an associate producer on God of War. Um, I, I don't know if that's what they actually said. I think that's what they said. They said that they were going to be working like under like Santa Monica Studios like testing department. Like I don't know. I don't think they ever said associate producer. I think that somebody else said that. They definitely said associate producer at some point. So it's unclear is it is it an associate producer job or a tester job that they're like trying to make sound better or is it like some sort of hybrid job? Or is it all made up because none of these people are actually getting a job? None of that's really clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't doubt that this, one of these people will get a job. I don't know that they'll be kept on like after the release cycle of this one game. But Well, I think they have that, that one game to prove themselves. Yeah, that's, you know, I guess that's the idea. Is, is this going to be like in the, the show Silicon Valley where there's people who just their job is to hang out on the roof and barbecue all day? <laughs> Probably. great. Yeah, I mean, there's there's kind of very clearly folks who are on here just for sort of the entertainment value because they're ridiculous, stereotypical gamer kind of personalities. And then there's some people that you're like, okay, like I, I could see them maybe doing that job. There's some very big Sony fanboys on the show, like all of them. Well, I think that's probably the prerequisite. I bet that, you know, they had to submit some kind of an audition tape to Sony you know, and one of the things they look for is enthusiasm for the PlayStation brand and products. Yeah, there's what J Tight. J Tight. He's uh, he's a very big PlayStation fan, and uh, he's always the first one out. So I, I guess that when they shot the show, it was right before the PS Vita was going to come out. Yeah. So they come into their kind of house where they're going to be living. And there's just a bunch of Vitas around. People are losing their minds. They're just like, look at all these Vitas. And they're like, so crazy, so cool. Yeah. It has dual analog sticks. Yeah. Like, so you, crisp. Like, you can tell that there's some producer off to the side, like, feeding them specs of various Sony products to kind of just call out. Oh, there's so much producers. Yeah. In fact, there's, there's so many one liners that I'm like, that's a producer wrote that. Yo, the PS Vita is probably the most powerful <laughs> gaming handheld of all time. Like, the, like someone on the <laughs> show said I that. I like that it was 
Arguably. Arguably. Like they didn't go all out like, it is. No. It's arguably. Yeah. Compared sure. to what? An iPhone? Yeah. Like- DS, a Nintendo DS, I guess. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, the whole show is a giant Sony commercial. Yeah. And that, and that's fine because they paid for the show and, you know, that's, that's all great. But. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't Watching know. like a half hour product placement is not really the greatest thing. <laughs> I, so, I'm going to go with a real beef from the show. It's like the first like five minutes of episode one was pretty cool, like entertaining, like them coming to the house and like, you know, being themselves. And then this, they all, the challenge was they had to do a job interview with a bunch of cockroaches, hissing cockroaches on their face in this box. It was just kind of straight out of Fear Factor. Yeah. They, they didn't even really try. It was just straight out of Fear Factor. No, it was definitely like Fear Factor. And they just like, it was just boring. Like you can't have episode one about video games be a job interview that's just boring there were no video games played in the first episode at all except when they were trying out the vita yeah <laughs> you mean the most <laughs> arguably the most powerful handheld like, arguably the most powerful handheld of all time like 30 <laughs> seconds over clips like various yeah. s- clips of them maybe half playing a lot of b-roll in this in this there's just a lot of just shots of People like just games and things like that. The other funny thing about the job interview is, uh, I don't know if it was you, but me and Harrison definitely thought the job interview was like the first test and there was going to be like a follow-up challenge that was actually going to uh, be like what eliminated people. It was like, no, like interview's done, you go home, and then that's the end of the show. It's Yeah, well, it it seemed like the host did a bad job of explaining how that was going to work. It said, it was something like, you know, if you if you do the best in this challenge, then you're going to be safe from elimination, and like that leads me to believe that that's some sort of an immunity challenge, and then there's an elimination challenge later. Yeah, yeah, same. If, if you're if you're sticking to the survivor formula, as we watched will. enough of these to know the lingo. Yeah. Uh, well, also that person also won a PlayStation Vita. Yeah, yeah, he did win a, a Vita, and he was pumped. Which Would I, you say that's a that's a powerful handheld gaming device? <laughs> Arguably. Arguably. <laughs> Arguably the most powerful. Ah, uh, yeah. We we don't know though. We can argue about it. <laughs> I think that um, yeah. There's a lot to talk about here. I I think that one of my favorite parts about this show is is the judges. So when they kind of when they kind of introduce the judges, they um, it's like it's like and here's someone you should all know. It's such and such senior game tester. No, no, he's like, no, senior release manager for whatever, whatever, Sony PlayStation America. Quality assurance department. Quality assurance department. It was like, and it was, yeah, it was a senior QA yeah, it was like manager. A, it was like a really obscure title and like, yeah, sure, I guess everyone should know that person. Well, I guess if this is the tester three. I guess, you, this I guess is what I was a, assuming was that judge. he was the judge in the last It was yeah. a little silly coming into it cold, though. Like, <laughs> I would it was, thought it was real silly. It, it was really funny. So, so... The judges consist of this guy who I guess is kind of like the constant judge in the show. Um, some woman who is like a model who likes Adrienne to play, Curry. Who likes to play video games. No, it was a gamer reality star. Slash model. Slash model. Yeah, who like who likes to play video games, yeah. What reality show was she on first? Uh I'm gonna go The with, Tester Two. No. <laughs> she was on um Big Brother. She was the first winner of America's Next Top Model. Really? That's what I, that's what her Wikipedia page says. Really? Okay. And then five years she later, has, she posed for Playboy. Okay. There she has go. fallen very far from that. Yeah, now I feel like the first winner of a really popular reality show, and then you're the tester judge. She's in like a web-only, like produced by PlayStation series. Yeah. Oh, I'm just no. like just to pretend to care about what what these tester people are doing. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the judges are really like stone faced this whole time. <laughs> like you can clearly see thought bubbles over their heads of like, I hate my life right now. I wish I was anywhere else in the world. So, so, so here's the best part. So here's the best part about the judges. So there's these two who are kind of constant, and then they bring in someone who actually seems to be sort of a legit person at Sony. Who you know maybe they're like a producer for like like a big game or something like that, and you can tell that person thinks what they're doing is dumb as shit like they're just they're just like man like i can't believe my boss made me do this like this is an insane thing to be doing right now i better get this trip to hawaii yeah that's right oh man 
Um, I don't know. I feel like the first guy had a lot of fun with crazy interview questions. Yeah, I mean, like, that would be fun. Like, <laughs> what was your most embarrassing moment? Like, who the fuck asked that question? Like, this is a terrible question in a job interview. I don't know. If, if, if you're on a reality show and you want someone to give dumb answers for TV, it sounds like a great question because <laughs> that one person gave a real dumb answer. There, yeah. there, there were definitely some, some quote-unquote interview questions that would probably be borderline illegal if you actually asked them in an interview. Like, they asked this one guy if he still lived with his parents. And, like, I don't think you're allowed to ask that kind wait, of stuff. Wait, this one guy? You, you underplayed that a little bit. Who, who was it? Oh, you mean Ninjanomics? Ninjanomics. <laughs> you, can, you can call him Ninja. Call him, yeah. That guy, that guy's amazing. We, we, should, we, should just, we should actually, like, go back. Like, Ninjanomics says to someone, Hi, my name is Ninjanomics, but you can call me Ninja. And it's one of the ridiculous. biddies. One of the biddies on the show. Ninja Nomics is crazy about the biddies. <laughs> I, f- I forget what term he used on the show, but I'm going to say that he said. I think biddies. he said shorties. Shorties. Oh, yeah, yeah, he definitely said it. shorties. Like, like, oh, so many shorties in here. I was like, I know it was like a, a slang term for, you know, hot girls, and I just didn't know which one it was. So I would just defaulted to biddies, which is my default. his his. So in in the second episode, uh, Ninja is the captain of one of the teams. So that they essentially kind of have some set of challenges that they have to have two teams for, whatever. And, like, Ninja is the captain of one of these teams. And his, like, the way he explains his methodology for picking his team is, like, amazing, amazing. He's like, he's like, like yeah, it's like it's like a chess game, you know? Like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm taking stuff from over here. I'm making moves over here. And, like, he's, like, explaining this. Like, it's this deep thing he's doing. And it's essentially, like, picking, like, a, like, like, like a kickball team on the schoolyard sort of situation. Yeah, pick all the guys first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other person is pretty much pick all the girls first. Like, I like, like one of his theory was, you got to pick the tall guy because what if you need to reach for something? But that, <laughs> no, that was great. But, like, picking someone who is like physically like capable actually ended up panning out for him because because there was something that actually involved like some physicality it like towards the end of it so right? you mock his strategy he he was going deep on you hey ninjanomics like i'm not i'm not saying that that, that guy doesn't have it going on like all right before we move on to the second episode we need to talk about how they're going to kick two people off that only ended up kicking one person off it's great how they kind of had this half sec, like the judges had like this half second discussion about like should we should we should we keep him on too? And like you know that they that was just the plan. Like yeah, but he did end up having to sleep on the couch, so I don't think that was the original original plan. Wait, Chris, you're the one saying that a uh, a scenario that played out was not totally planned that way by the producers. You you, you bought? I don't that, that think was legit. that was. I think that was after all the interviews. They were like. Well, this boring-ass bitch, can she can leave? And then, like, we don't really have anyone else to kick off because we just don't have enough time to show. I don't know. Well, I think, like, Ego Raptor was that guy. We should, so, by the way, we don't know any of these people's real names. They're all just referred to by their, like, PlayStation oh. handles or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I just... That was just a boring challenge that how do you kick people off of, like, I guess well, they could the thing. Have, they, but I don't know. I think they wanted to kick Ego Raptor off. Because Eagle Raptor's like, I'm not here to care about like being a good employee. I'm just trying to promote my YouTube channel brand. But his YouTube channel brand had him win some like pre-show contests. They didn't want to kick him off the first episode. Yeah. So like, I mean, I don't. The way that he got on, and this is different from how how everyone else got on, is there was some kind of popular like voting contest online, and he won the most votes. So he got on, but everyone else got on through some audition thing or something. Well, why don't they just kick somebody else off? Why do they need to be like? Well, we were going to kick you off, but we didn't want to ruin, like, upset the audience of the show that we're trying to reach. Because that guy was acting cocky as shit, and they wanted to humble him a little bit on camera, right? And then force him to sleep on the couch. Yeah. So you're saying they they set up this challenge, and they're like, all right, so we're going to say we're going to kick off two. We're only going to kick off one, and the other person is going to have to sleep on the couch. It's, yeah. Like, that's, (laughs) I don't think they, like, come up, like... You know, before this even starts, and say that's what's gonna happen. You're not giving these people enough credit, Chris. <laughs> I don't like. I just think it was like they like saw their footage I, and I, they like talked about it and were like, "Well, let's humble the guy, make him sleep on the couch instead of kicking him off." 
I'm I'm stunned that Chris is the one saying no. This actually happened legit. This wasn't fake. Yeah, like I just I, don't know. I, how. I feel like I'm in I'm in a Twilight think, Zone like, episode or something. Do you think that this show is so poorly produced that things are not as well planned as regular reality shows? Is that what you're saying? Oh, this isn't a top hooker or anything. <laughs> not, not, not top hooker. It, it was it was also kind of it, it was uh, funny that in some of the interview questions they were I mean totally just like loaded for the for the people who actually oh yeah that was so, definitely like, you know there was a. Uh, Kind of earlier in the episode, this it kind of came out that this Eagle Raptor guy only had fourteen PlayStation trophies, and like you know, oh, he, he's not a real gamer. He only has fourteen trophies. And then during the interview, one of the people asked him, like, so how many uh, PlayStation trophies do you have?" And he's like, 14. <laughs> <laughs> well, so and then he had to explain why he only had fourteen, or he attempted. What was his explanation for only having fourteen? Uh, he he plays likes- a lot with friends. That's right. Like the the like the model who was on there asked him if he even owned a PlayStation, and I was like, "Sick burn!" Like, <laughs> I didn't hear you say that though. Well, it was in my head when okay. it, you know. I just I just time. want to clarify for the audience <laughs> that no one else heard you say that. I said it right now. <laughs> yeah, I heard him right now. What do you mean? All right, so in the second episode of the show, they actually played a video game after they picked teams. Twisted Metal. The new Twisted Metal that I, I don't remember at all. It's probably not new anymore. Or the latest Twisted Metal, I guess, would probably be better. The most recently released Twisted Metal. Yeah. And then uh, the person that won that didn't have to take on an extra person for the next challenge. And then the next Well, I guess cha- you should say that. So there's because they didn't kick two people off, there's 11 people and they want to go into two teams. So they picked two teams of five, and someone was like, schoolyard picked, not picked at all. And they're like, whoever loses the video game challenge gets that person on their team. Because having an extra person is going to be a disadvantage. Yeah, that was weird. The, like, terrible bully or, like, schoolyard picking. Like, you didn't get picked at all, so you can't play. It's like, we're going to make you feel bad. (laughs) We're going to make you feel real bad. You're the only one not picked. Uh, and then the next challenge, they had to build like a, they had like a cart that they had to attach like, uh, car pe like fake car pieces to, to make it like a tiny car and they had to use all their nuts and bolts and then they had to drag the cart while shooting at targets and the first one to cross the finish line like one. Yeah, and, and, and clearly based on this challenge, they'll be able to evaluate whether or not you're going to be a good PlayStation employee, right? Yeah, definitely. That's why you have the senior QA manager, whoever that guy is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Do you think that if you won, that that would be like your direct boss? Or like he's just like eight above the chain and like you'll never see that guy again? The guy who's that senior QA manager yeah. who's like 27? That guy? I, I doubt that he's that person's boss whoever wins this. Do you think that guy is actually an actor and is not a quality It's, it's possible. It's possible. He isn't good enough at acting for him to be an actor. He does not seem good at acting. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think he actually is like... He's a senior QA manager slash actor. Actually, let's say, what if that guy was your boss? Like, Not that you won a reality show. It's just like... You're actually like, you know, some sort of video game employee. This guy's your boss. But he's like, wait, I got to go away for two weeks. I got to go film this reality show. <laughs> That'd be fun. That sounds like fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah. You wouldn't like watch the show and be like, oh, I can't believe my boss is doing this. This is terrible. Yeah. I think that I'm asking a bunch of questions later. How fake was this shit? Cause Would you be like, how come you didn't ask me that question in my interview? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you ask me what my most embarrassing moment ever was in my actual job interview? Yeah, ask me if I lived with my mom. <laughs> like you just bust his balls. Like I would, act, I would actually be upset because then I'd have to actually watch the show. Like mm. I would actually like have to like sit here and like watch it. Which it's, yeah, I'm kind of upset that we watched two episodes. To be honest. It's all like it's also really interesting that the, like the big the big prize and the whole premise of this show is that oh if you win this you do this crazy thing you'll get to be a video game tester and it's like I don't think that people realize how boring of a job video game tester is and like it sounds like I get to play video games all day but it's actually it's a terrible job not a great job you know you play the same video game the same level for yeah. months and it's like 
playing is a loose word. It's like you know you walk around looking for broken textures and all like stuff like that. Go, go like, run into every wall and see yeah. if you accidentally go through the wall or something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not. It's not. It's not a fun. great job. Um, but like these people are stoked to get that job. But maybe they'll be an associate producer instead. That's true. So. With like with like a production type job on the table, I feel like it makes it a little bit more interesting. Well, what do you think this associate producer does, like for this? Like what? Like what does an associate producer do, do for a game? All right, in let's general, go with or? both. And so regular associate producer, and then this special tester winner associate producer. So, so I saw a movie once, and this was not associate producer for a video game. This was talking about being an associate producer on a movie. Someone says. What is an associate producer? And the person says, "That's you give your secretary instead of a raise." <laughs> so it's like it's not a real thing. It's like a made-up thing to make someone sound important when it, just for no reason. It's the person that gets coffee in the morning. Yeah, that's what I figured. Well, I mean, like, on a set, that's that's the production assistant. Is the is the coffee getter? Is the coffee person? Yeah. All, so all what the does the associate work. producer do? They uh, they they assist the actual producer in, in getting them coffee. <laughs> Maybe yeah. <laughs> Assistant to the traveling secretary. You know the job of like <laughs> pr- like like the job producer where those movies are like games. You know is kind of like coordinating the entire project and sort of having the vision for it and like bringing the entire thing together and all the right people and like. I guess that that's a really big job for one person. So I would assume that an associate producer has a has a more narrowly scoped set of that stuff. So like. Maybe the associate producer just works with, with like the level designers to make sure that like all that stuff is good, or like th- that's what I would assume. I don't know. So that's I'm a normal. N- I've, associate I've producer. never worked on a game. <laughs> so what would you assume a tester winner associate producer would do? I think you do PR for the tester TV show and get paid some money, and then you're told to go away. Like I bet that you get to be in some meetings where you can kind of give some in early input on the game, things like that. But I, I feel like in terms of real responsibility, also, I think it really depends on who comes out of this thing as the winner. Like, there are some people in the show that are more capable than others, potentially, at that job. Um, J-Tite? I'm just assuming... J-Tite, yeah. I'm just exactly. assuming J-Tite's the winner. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to watch. I'm just going to live my <laughs> life knowing J-Tite was the winner. J-Tite! Yeah. Uh, J-Tite could be good. You know? so he was if not... J-Tite worked for you, how, what would you do? I'd be pumped if J. Tite worked for me. I mean, he seems like a really enthusiastic, like, cool dude. He's I, real enthusiastic. I yeah. feel like Ninja. How would you feel if Ninja worked for you? I feel like Ninja gets fired for sexual harassment <laughs> in, like, <laughs> under a month. Um, you can't go into a place and talk about how all the how great all the shorties are and yeah, and but keep that your was, job very was long. that in like one of the booths or was that him just out in the open saying something about shorties? I don't know. Maybe. I feel like it was in a booth and it was. It like was overlay. an interview thing. It wasn't in like the open. Yeah, he didn't actually but, call anyone a shorty. I mean, to their face. So two things in that guy. Like one, I feel like that guy. It seems like that guy might have some hidden skills. Like it might take like a, a little bit to figure out like what I want him to work on. But it seems like that guy could have some hidden skills. And just in general, like hanging out with that guy, just hearing him say things like would make the work week really nice. Would you make him your associate like guy that just like hangs around, like takes notes for you and yeah, I mean, if you, if you could take notes and things, yeah, that'd be interesting. (laughs) Right. Just like your number two, like just giving some commentary, you know, maybe not the guy I would say like, Hey, go represent me in this meeting. But <laughs> you, <laughs> you need know. just need him around for color commentary. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I feel like that was that one guy that knew like all of the PlayStation, like, uh, like all the people that worked at PlayStation. Yeah, the guy who went won every challenge. That guy. Yeah. I mean, well, what was his what was his fake name again? I have no idea. It was like something 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 pales. But like, yeah, I knew it was something P, but I didn't. But like, like at the very least, it seems like that guy follows the industry a bit more closely than just oh, video games are cool and I like playing them. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. He he like definitely knows like the names of like game producers, which I don't know if that helps you be a tester, but maybe an associate producer. That's like a good sign. You know, it. I, I like. I guess it shows that he's paying close attention to, be, to the industry to be fair like the things he asked were like what are the studios and what are the games are known for so like that's not like real in-depth knowledge 
Yeah, I mean, like he knew the names of the producers too. I guess like that's that's something. I guess he he watched the credits from games. He's beaten the games and saw the credits and remember. <laughs> yeah, I probably couldn't name a ton of game producers. I don't know. Could you? Uh, just like the big ones, mostly from Japan. Like, sure. Yeah. I mean, like some like the Nintendo guys. Like. Yeah. yeah. So people on Hideo Kojima, like he's been in the news recently. Yeah. Like, is it um, which which game is he? Didn't Metal Gear? Something. Yeah. Like like he's he's quitting, right? Like he just said he's quitting. Uh, something. They, we're not really. Sh- they didn't really say if he's quitting, or if he's leaving because he won't force him to leave because he doesn't want to do Metal Gear anymore. He's been doing Metal Gear for a long time. Like, almost 20 years. Yeah. And like, I don't think he's done much other than the Metal Gear games, so I'm sure that gets kind of old. 20 yeah. Years. I mean, even if you're super passionate about it, at some point you might want to do something different, and when they keep making you make Metal Gear games, right? Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta make that money. It's all about the money. Gotta make that money. Make it rain. So... What else? Anything uh, else about this show? I was, we didn't really talk about the last challenge, but I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, we did. The car thing? Yeah. You talked about it for like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> so we didn't really talk about how they decided who got eliminated. I don't know if we care. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, there were kind of three people who were up for elimination. There was one who is like the captain of the team who probably made a poor decision in who to put on the building project because one of the people they put on the building project was the person who didn't get picked on the playground. Um, and she was a disaster. And somehow she's the one who didn't get eliminated. She didn't get eliminated because she's entertaining. We like her passion. Yeah. yeah. They kept on saying passion. I'm like, okay, David Jaffe, do you want that girl working for you? Like, There's honestly. no way that those, pan- like, those panel judges picked who went home. Yeah, like probably David not. Jaffe, like, could give two shits who went home. He looked so annoyed to be there. Like, he was just like, man, this is... <laughs> God, do we get this over with? Do, do I need to quit my job so I don't have to do anything like this ever again? It's like, man, I gotta get back to work on Twisted Metal. What other studios can I hire? <laughs> <laughs> don't make me do this bullshit. Does Microsoft have any dumb shows like this? Maybe I can go work for them. Yeah, I don't think Microsoft has any dumb shows like this. <laughs> Do they have other dumb shows? Maybe, I don't know. Microsoft actually shut down the, their they, production they their, their production studio in LA. They probably oh, no. would have been, but they shut that down because they're like, this is dumb as shit. Did they produce anything or did they just shut it I down? I think that they made that Halo stuff. They made that Halo series maybe? Well, they shut everything down but the Halo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So, I don't know. All I can say is don't don't watch it. It's definitely on the bottom tier. I was, I got more bummed out as it went because I was really excited at the beginning because there are some great characters in this show. Yeah. So we, we like, while we were setting this up, we saw some of like the bonus footage, which was, I think, way more entertaining than the show. I would love to just see like this show as like the real world with these people and like no, none of these terrible challenges and stuff. Oh, just like, so bad. just like this as the real world. Like I would, might watch that. That would be infinitely more entertaining. Um, like the fact that they're like the, the connection to video games is so thin, like kind of upsets me. It's like if you're gonna make a show for this audience and like what this thing is, you know, I don't think they want to see like shitty survivor copy. Like they want to see like some, some video game stuff. You know, but h- how entertaining would it really be just to watch people play video games on a reality show? Yeah, I guess, but like, okay, make like, you know, twisted metal in real life, or like that that Bud Light commercial with those giant Pac Man. Like, oh, that's, like, that's a like good you could do yeah. stuff like that. That's not like, it's just this is Fear Factor. What, what about like Twitch? Like people watch people play video games. Like that is true. I do not do that. But that <laughs> I'm is just true. saying, like, yeah. there is an audience for but, people watching video games, and there is an audience for like reality shows, like. They're like, there's definitely a good segment that would watch that. I mean, it's like, like, like if they want to, they can make this into like a legit competition. You know, you have this, you know, a combination of video game skills and like, you know, video game producer skills. And like, you, you could design challenges around that. And they just didn't really. Yeah. None of these have anything to do with being a QA tester or a producer of any sort. How good are you at filing bug reports? You better be good at filing bug reports. We're going to put you in front of some bug reports. 
<laughs> and you should yeah. file a lot. How of how quick can you re can you repro these twenty bugs? <laughs> Go. Yeah. Like I probably wouldn't be that entertaining. It wouldn't. <laughs> but I mean, if you're actually trying to figure out a good QA tester, I don't know. Oh. Maybe sit them in and like have them try to like set up a level and then try to find their own bugs could be entertaining. Yeah, like, you know, um, have them come up with a concept for a game and pitch it to these producers. Have them design a level. Have them, like, just any number of video game-related things you could do that's not, like, I don't know, build a car that kind of looks like the Twisted Metal car. And then shoot Nerf guns. And then shoot Nerf guns. The thing is, like, I think a lot of those challenges would probably take more than, like, a day. Like, it would be be difficult to tell somebody, like, hey, go design this level. Oh, long. yeah, it would take a little bit longer. Well, yeah. the, cha- the challenge can take more than a day, and they can edit it down. No, but they're filming this for 10 days. Yeah, the production costs, and yeah. And that's what they're doing. But, I mean, you could totally see, like, a, like a quick-fire challenge kind of thing with some video game design stuff. You could there, see that. There's definitely better challenges they can do than what they did so like, by hey, far. You know, like, hey, here's this game, here's this situation, like, design, like, a boss fight for here. Like, like that kind of stuff would be cool. Like, I'd, that'd be interesting, right? And it's like, hey... Team, you know, team this person up with like an actual designer from the studio, and like they'll whip something up, like like that kind of like that'd be. I'd watch that show. Be a cool you? show. Would you? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, the real disappointing part was the first episode, nothing to do with gaming at all. Yeah, it was terrible. And like the last twenty minutes of that was just like more like the most boring. Almost the most boring thing we've ever seen. They, they combined Fear Factor and our favorite, The Celebrity Apprentice, <laughs> into one show. Like, the uh, the end like part was like so long, and they like couldn't get to a point, and they didn't kick any. They only kicked one person off. It was almost Celebrity Apprentice bad, but it wasn't forty minutes. It was only like ten. I did really appreciate when you turned to me at some point during that building challenge, and you're like, "You're like, this is literally Tool Academy, like just with different people." Yeah, yeah. They're like yeah. building that bed. Yeah, somebody Bill- should have <laughs> threw one of those screws. Like, <laughs> <laughs> heaved it. It was oh man, but like so you know, like they're trying to fill all these bolts in the thing, and there's one that's clearly not fitting because it's too big for the hole, and that one girl just. Banging on it with two hands with his hammer, just banging on it, banging on it. That was like, great. That's not how it works at all. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't really show like it was so incoherent. Like the clips they were showing for that, because they had to do the reality show. Like, oh my god, they've got to be close, and like they just they weren't. Yeah, and yeah. They, like they kind of gave up after a little while, but like it was bad. I don't know. We have anything else to say? What else? Harrison, I don't know. Are you are you going to watch every other episode of this show? Uh, or not, I feel not like five act- minutes in, you were you were all in. I was all in. I'm less all in now. Like, I would maybe put it on in the background while I'm working. I don't know that I would actually give it my undivided attention. So, yeah, uh, obviously I'm not watching it, and I'm assuming Rob's not going to watch it. So there's no point. Where is this place? <laughs> Where is this place in the in the rankings here? Definitely in the the bottom third. Like this I'm, is definitely slightly above Celebrity Apprentice, but I don't know if this or um, uh, Bully B Town is worse. Yo. Is this above or below The Bachelor for you? We didn't watch. The, <laughs> uh, I didn't watch The Bachelor, so I don't know. The presence of Ninja Nomics in this show alone, like, boosts this thing up uh, for yeah. me. I yeah, you're right. It's definitely above. Bully Beatdown for sure. Yeah, there's no no Absolutely. one. There's no redeeming qualities of Bully Beatdown. Like it is above re, like Real Housewives. It's above Bully Beatdown. It's above. It's above Celebrity, Celebrity Apprentice. Apprentice. Like it's it's not bottom bottom, and it's mostly Ninja that's bringing it up. I I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with that statement. Like well, Ninja's really? good, but I feel like like you said, like the parts that are just the real world and they're not doing the challenges, they're not the elimination, are actually kind of fun because they're just ridiculous people doing ridiculous things. Yeah, absolutely. Ninja is the most ridiculous, but they're all a little ridiculous. <laughs> sure, like, sure. When, every time I like kind of w- start watching these shows, I'm trying to figure out, all right, who's real, who's not, like how real are these people? And I think these people are pretty, like the, what you see on the show is actually like how they actually are. And I'd watch that. like, But watching them do dumb challenges that are... Like, literally, they're boring. Makes the show terrible. Yeah, they definitely need some, you know, 
do a video game relay race. Like, I don't know. Like, do something. Like, it's just the whole thing is, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what else have you guys been watching? Anything? Reality shows or just TV in general? I think we just walk and talk about whatever. I don't know. I'm watching Archer. I'm a few episodes behind now. Yeah, how's the new season? I haven't actually seen any of it yet. I'm enjoying it. Like, I feel like Archer isn't as... Because it's, like, it's in, like, the sixth season now, so it's not as fresh as it used to be, but it's it's pretty funny. I and like it. It's it's back in the spy agency setting. It, it's not Archer Vice anymore, right? It's definitely not Archer Vice. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 better than Archer Vice. Did did they did they acknowledge that Archer Vice even happened, or did they just kind of hand wave it like and ignore it? No, they, they acknowledge it happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. They mention uh, Charlene. Mentioned Charlene. Charlene. Yeah. They yeah. mentioned cocaine. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And like the um, the Christian Slater character from Archer Vice is still around. Oh, really? That's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the season's a lot of like Archer and Lana. They like they don't mention Isis anymore, which I was like, oh. obviously. Well, I mean, they should have made a joke out of it. They should have made a joke out of it, but like even in the credits during Archer Vice, it still showed Isis in the credits, and now it does not show Isis in the credits. I think they're like, we want no part of this. So that that acronym means something else now. We want no part of this. Yeah, there's you know, a lot of there's a lot of CIA mentioning in this. You no, know, I think you know, living in the time of foreign governments threatening hollywood people like like kim jong-un like kim jong-un like maybe maybe not mention isis in this yeah although maybe they maybe they'd like the promotion i don't know it's a good question i mean it i wish they would go more like like season one where each episode like literally had nothing to do with the episode before it because i felt like some of those episodes are real fun because they were did like ridiculous things that don't really happen too much anymore in the show. They're definitely about the story arcs now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I like a good through line on a series, but like, I, I do super appreciate shows that, like, throughout the course of the episode, they get to such a crazy place that it cannot be, like, remedied in a way that anything makes sense in that show's universe anymore. So it just resets for the next episode. Like, I like yeah, that. Like, right. Sky Tannic is my, like, favorite. Yeah. Or, episode. like, you it's know. So good. Or like you know, Aqua Teen, or like Mike Tyson Mysteries is kind of like that, and like there's like they get to an insane place, and it's just like, well, we're just gonna walk away from this now. Well, yeah, we died. Uh, next episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, have uh, you guys seen Mike, Ty- Mike Tyson Mysteries at all? No, I've not. I want oh, to hear man. you talk a little bit more about this. You guys have to see it. So it's this show on Adult Swim now, and like it's one of their kind of 15 minute sort of things, and it's like it's Scooby Doo style animation, um, with kind of. Mike Tyson and his like gang of mystery solvers and like every every episode they get like a new mystery and they attempt to solve it and they never solve it <laughs> and Mike Tyson punches a bunch of people like it's a, it's a great show that sounds amazing <laughs> why didn't we watch that instead yeah. why do we watch yeah. this We've, and, we might need to do a podcast on that show. and uh Norm Macdonald plays a pigeon uh, that's great. Do you think it counts as a reality show or no? Uh, Mike Tyson's in it, playing himself. So I go. don't know. <laughs> it sounds, sounds pretty reality to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you should check that out. That's a, that's a pretty funny show. Yeah, it's 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 one of those that you know just kind of auto plays on Netflix, and you can just like let it roll because especially because they're fifteen minute chunks. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's oh, on man. Netflix. Yeah, sounds great. I've been watching some Better Call Saul. Oh, how's that? That's it's way better than I expected it to be. Like, you're like, watch Breaking Bad, and you're like, oh, man, you know, this is leading up to this thing, and it's so good, you know? And you're just like, you're really going to go, like, prequel? Like, how is that going to work? And it's really good. It's, like, really entertaining. So does it, like, reference Breaking Bad stuff in it? Not really. Like, the only... So the first episode has Tuco in it. Okay, yeah. So, like, that sets off a chain reaction that, like, kind of, like, hasn't... It's kind of resolved, but kind of not resolved at this point, but... Uh, Mike's in it, and he's pretty good. Okay, and, like you kind of find out like Mike's backstory, and like, uh, like I don't know. Did they mention that his name was Jimmy in the Breaking Bad? I don't know. Yeah. So like, better, but like, yeah. but like his his name is Jimmy McGill. Okay. Not really like Saul Goodman. So oh really? So okay. like it's like it's like way before like he's hanging out with his brother and. You're just trying to figure out, like, he's just trying to be, like, a good lawyer. Okay. Like, trying to make money in the beginning. So, like, he's got nothing. He works, like, in the back of, like, a laundromat. Like, he doesn't even have an office. Like, barely has an office. So, it's it's pretty interesting to see, like, 
how he gets to where he gets in Breaking Bad, but I don't know how long it's going to be that entertaining. Right. So, like, you don't really need to have watched Breaking Bad to watch that show. No, not yeah. at all. There's, like, a scene in the beginning that doesn't make any sense, but never referenced ever. Okay. They, like, do, like, they show, like, the end of Breaking Bad, like, him. Like, at the end of Breaking oh, right, Bad, right, but right. then after that, it, like... Interesting. Like, like, are they able to make him look, like, sufficiently young enough because it's being shot after Breaking Bad and it's supposed to be before Breaking Bad? Like, is that making sense? He looks sense? about the same. Okay. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of him as significantly younger. Right. So, okay. like, I guess you got to take some liberties there with yourself. <laughs> Just don't think about it. Is this the best prequel of all time? Uh, what is it competing against? You, you got your Star Wars prequels? Nope. Oh, they're not even in the running. You got your Exorcist prequel? Uh, I don't see that. I heard that, that Temple of Doom is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Temple of Doom is technically a prequel. Yeah. No, that's definitely... I don't know. It's only, it's, it's only episodes, episodes in, so I don't know. It's definitely up there. But I think about Temple of Doom is it used to be the not good Indiana Jones, and they made the fourth one, and now everyone's like, the first three are all great. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But Temple of Doom is still not that good. No. It's definitely a little one questionable. One and three are good. And then two, and then four. But I also don't think four is that bad. Like, it's certainly not a great Indiana Jones movie, but it's entertaining and fun. So, I, I, Like, uh, I guess one of my big problems with that, and you know, there's whatever, a bunch of story issues and stuff, but like... Indiana Jones has always been about, like, real-ass stunts, and, like, that movie is very much, like, not real-ass stunts. It's a lot of CGI, you know? I, I, so, didn't, I didn't know Indiana Jones was about real-ass stunts. Yeah. I felt like it was about adventures and finding crazy artifacts. <laughs> but, like, like, one of the core things about that movie, about those movies, is that, like, the stunts are real. Like, they're real and, like, I don't know. Like, that's... I mean, that's one of... I guess one of the defining characteristics of the first three. But, yeah, for sure. The but ones I don't that think don't that Indiana Jones itself like can live past like real stunts. I don't know. It's like it's like I feel like when I read about them making the fourth one, there's like there's like are you like like yeah, we're gonna do it like the first three and we're gonna do all real stunts and it's gonna be awesome. And then it came out and it was like just not that. So I mean, I don't know. You just didn't like the CG aliens? Is that? The aliens, there's just a bunch of stuff. There's just like I don't know. So CG aliens is no CG, good. But CG like, monkeys, there's but like the, fake. Like the, the, what are the bugs that like carry them around at some point? Yeah, they're giant ants. I think giant it's ants, like right. you know, you go to like MGM Studios at Disney World and you watch that show and you're like, I can see how they did that for a movie and it's awesome, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I just think I I agree with you. This was it's not great, but I think it's fun. I like, feel it's, like it doesn't. Just, the aliens just were totally ruin it. Like it's just How are, you're, you're just like really that's where I we're f- going with this. I feel Aww. like that's and the other movies are just as ridiculous. Yeah, the, like, like they've always kind of dealt with supernatural kind of but stuff. Like, I feel like supernatural and alien are like two different things. And sure. Like, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas have done plenty of alien movies. We don't need more of that. Speaking of Steven Spielberg, did you see that he's uh, directing Ready Player One? I did. I'm excited. Yeah, that'll be super exciting. That'll be a weird movie. Yeah, like that's going to have to be a pretty big budget movie. Are they going to get all the licenses they need, or is it just going to be totally like not the same? I bet the like they're going to have to get a bunch of them for that movie to make any sense. I mean, how like who? What studio is doing it? Um, MGM is doing it. So, like, what kind of big movies does MGM have in the 80s? Like, you can kind of probably steer the plot towards whatever MGM owns. MGM owns James Bond and not much else. So, like, if they don't own a lot of 80s movies, yeah. I mean, like, there's there's a bunch of, like, 80s video game kind of stuff that they will definitely have to license for that. Like, they're going to have to work with Atari and, like, all those people. Yeah, but they don't, like, that's... They don't. You're not going to need a lot of money to get some of the licensing for that. Yeah, I guess from Atari, they're kind of hurting these days. <laughs> like, but yeah, who even owns the old Atari game like licenses? I know somebody owns the Atari name at this point, but are they also the same people that own the Atari licenses? Yeah, I have no idea. Because like that thing's been like bankrupt like 18 times. Like, like it's 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 surprising that they're making that because I think that's going to have to be just based on what the content of that book is. That's going to have to be a pretty big budget movie if they do it right. 
Yeah, I'm probably just going to stick with the audiobook because it's amazing, and I just don't see how it's going to work as a movie. You're not going to even see the movie? No, I'll see it, but yeah. like, I just Sp- don't Spielberg. have any faith. Spielberg, though. like he, he doesn't make all great movies, though. He doesn't, but like he's got a pretty good track record. Well, what, what was the last great Spielberg movie? He made Super 8, right? Is that no, Spielberg? That was no. JJ. That was JJ. Really? It was an homage to Spielberg. Oh, but it was not fair. Spielberg. I guess it was kind of, there's a bunch of Spielberg kind of stuff in there. Uh, I don't even know. It might the be. Last thing he did. I'm going to bring up the IMDb. It might be Minority Report, which is oh. more than 12 years old. Is that the last? There's no way that the last thing he directs is Minority no. Report. No, no, no. He's like, last, oh, last, that's the last good thing. really good thing. Oh, sure, sure. Can we just find good, like use good, not really good? I mean, my, my report's just good. really you're, good. You're just but, going for good. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we want this movie to be really good, and I think the source material is really good, but I don't think it may it makes going to make a good movie. Like you know, it like like I hope it doesn't kind of bum me out in the way that Ender's Game did, because like Ender's Game's a great book, and the movie was like it looked cool, but like it doesn't really get there for what the book is. It was too fast. Like you they know, needed way so more time. fast. They needed right? way more time for yeah. that. And, like, I've, I haven't read the Ender's Game book, but I saw the movie. And, like, the big surprising twists seemed really predictable in the movie. Saw it coming a mile away. Saw it coming a mile away. You I bet in the s- book it was pretty shocking. It was... You you could see it coming. But, like, you... I mean, when I read it, I was, like, I was like 13, so, like, I didn't see it coming, so... I could see how you could do that in a different way. I mean, but I definitely see like I feel like that movie was made for in mind people who already knew it was coming. I mean, like I read that book when I was like twenty five, and I don't think I saw it coming when I read the book. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like if you were trying to find the ending, you could find it. Like, sure. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like a trope. It's a findable trope. So like, you know, it's possible to find. But in the book, it's a lot more. You're in this kid's mind, and like it just never comes up, and you know. If you're not really thinking about it and just trying to enjoy the ride, like you won't. Right. Whereas, right. like in the movie, I feel it was pretty obvious. Spielberg. Spielberg, IMDb. So, well, well, just let me know if you think any of these are like really good. Lincoln, which was nominated for an Academy yeah, Award. Yeah, no, a good movie. I didn't yeah. see it. I haven't seen it either. So, but I think it's 2012. So, if you want to say that's good, then I think that's that's a good movie. All right, but we're done. I mean, <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. The next one is The Adventures of Tintin, which I actually liked a lot. So. I like sure, that movie. sure. War Horse, which I didn't see. Didn't see. That one got nominated for a bunch of stuff, too, though, I think. I'm not sure it did. Anyway, something called A Timeless Call. I don't even know what that didn't is. Didn't it win Best Picture? No. War Horse? No. I don't think so. No, you're right. Spielberg's only won Best Picture one time. Four? Amadeus? Schindler's List. Schindler's List. What about Amadeus? Did he do Amadeus? I thought he did. All right. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could have swore he did Amadeus. That movie's awesome. That's a great movie. I don't think he directed it. Uh, must be somebody else. Um, Obviously. <laughs> then after a timeless calls, Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, so you've already. Nigga. Then Munich. Munich. Munich was all right. Yeah. War of the Worlds. That was actually pretty good. It was, it was right. fun. I'd put. I. I don't know. I'd put Indiana Jones above that. Really? Yeah. Oh man. The movie was. I don't know. Then it's Terminal Catch Me If You Can and Minority Report. Terminal is okay. I like Catch Me If You Can, Catch Me If You Can a lot, that though. A that's movie. a good movie. Yeah, Catch Me If You Can is pretty good. Yeah. All so right. There you go. Sure, that's fair. So I, I, I think Spielberg's it's not the. But Ready Player One is that 2017? Is that what it said? I don't know. 2017. I'll be cool. I can't imagine it coming out before 2017. They probably have like a first draft. Who would you cast as the protagonist in Ready Player One? Matt Damon. Matt Damon is way too old <laughs> for that. <laughs> how How old is the character? He's like he's se- like he's he's, he's he's high school age. Yeah. Is Shia LaBeouf too old now? Or <laughs> oh man, <laughs> don't don't cast, cast Shia. Spielberg said he was the next Tom Hanks. Oh man, uh, he might be think, too old. I don't now. think he's doing any movies anymore. <laughs> Shia, is no, Shia- he was in a movie with Brad Pitt that I haven't seen yet. That I got to see just recently. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Which, what movie? Oh, Brad Pitt's like in a tank with Shia LaBeouf. Brad Pitt's in a tank with Shia LaBeouf? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Fury? Yeah, Fury, yeah. That's it. I don't yeah. like war movies. I, I haven't seen that one, though, I guess. All right, um, so we still... Um, I, you really got to cast someone kind of unknown if they're going to be that yeah. young. I guess that's fair, yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, Spider-Man nowadays? What's his name? 
Ben Affleck? No, no he's Batman. <laughs> oh, Andrew no. Garfield? Andrew Garfield, yeah. Yeah, you cast him. You could play young. Could be a Jesse Eisenberg situation. I was, like, I was talking to Rob earlier. Did you see the photo of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor? I did. That's pretty intense, right? Yeah. Like kind of a surprising casting call, right? I'm interested in these DC movies and like if they're going to be, they're building up like 18 of them in the next like couple years and like there's been like one. It's going to be very interesting to see how good they're going to be. The last Superman movie was not very good. No. I thought the first half, the very Christopher Nolan-y half was pretty good. The second half, the very Zack Snyder half, was the, terrible. The 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 second half, which was a fight scene that lasted the entire second half of the movie, watching an hour of buildings collapsing. I couldn't. Like, I was sitting there watching that, and I couldn't deal with it. It's like there's just dudes getting thrown through buildings for an hour. It's so I, bad. I, yeah. I can't believe they're riding their coattail of Zack Snyder because like he does not make very good movies. Like it's just not. You're talking about Watchmen earlier. I like Watchmen, but he's. The battle movie or whatever. The battle movie? No, the one where they had girls in the the same Oh, side. Sucker Punch. That was fucking terrible. I didn't see Sucker Punch. It looks bad. The story was dumb. And and then, like, Superman was just... It didn't look great, and the story was also dumb. It just... I, I do not know why they've, like, thrown all their... They've basically given Zack Snyder the keys to the DC universe. I don't really understand. Yeah, and then he's doing Batman v Superman, which is like, can we get somebody else to do this, please? With Batman. That's the Lex Luthor one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. I'm so super curious. Harrison, we should recreate the conversation we had about this earlier. Okay, I don't remember the conversation we had earlier. <laughs> so basically, about this. I was saying about how much I like was not looking forward to it, and you're like, do you think you're going <laughs> to see it? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to you. You're going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to see it. Sure. I'm, just like, I'm, actually, I'm trying yeah, to I'm build up it. my will to not see it. I, like, I need to take a stand. It's Look, not a popular opinion, but I'm not as negative on the Ben Affleck Batman thing as a lot of people are. I don't have any problem with him being Batman. I, like, I, it could be good, you know. I, I think, would much rather Ben Affleck direct the movie. Yes. I oh sure, yeah, yeah. He is a good. How director. about like, Ben Affleck being the Batman is all about how they are doing all this wrong? Like it's like no, you have Ben Affleck, you get him to direct the movie instead of Zack Snyder. That's like the much better way to do. Sure, it. but like Ben Affleck directs it and is Batman. Is that what you mean? No, I'm saying like Argo style. I'm s- like <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be Argo style, yeah. but I'm saying like I feel like everything about how they're making this movie is like. A marketing person is trying to figure out how to do it, not how to make an actual good movie. Yes. I agree that I don't think DC has any idea what they're doing. Definitely not. Because they're like doing this movie, then they're doing like Suicide Squad. And you're like, who the fuck knows who, what Suicide Squad yeah, is? Yeah, but who the fuck knows like what Guardians of the Galaxy is? And that did so well. Yeah, but so that was well. their like, 20th movie. It did so this well, is, though. That's a, that like, is a good point. Movie. Like, I heard about Guardians of the Galaxy where they're going to make this super obscure marvel movie with like a talking raccoon and i was like that's it they they've they've gone too far they're like full of they're they're too uh, high on their power this is not going to work at all and that and movie was amazing it was amazing no they just take like all right hero's journey ragtag group save the universe and like you know you pull those things together you get the marvel team to inject some a lot of personality into these characters and that's not those aren't even the original people in the guardians of the galaxy they like there's a point where in like they reboot it in 2010 and they just threw out like the original people like i believe in whoever marvel's team is because they can make good hero superhero movies so which which superheroes are in the suicide squad i don't even what know is, what is that the suicide squad <laughs> the things i know about the suicide squad have come from arrow which is just like there's a couple guys and they're like in jail and they all have like bombs implanted in their head and like the government sends them to do things and if they like screw up or try to like leave they like get their head blown off. And it's like it's like Kingman. Did you see that movie? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of like that. Kind of. But they know there's a bomb in their head. Oh, okay. And if they like try to run away that you know they're just going to die. 
Man, I just tried to look at the Wikipedia article for Suicide Squad, and it is so long. Don't don't do it. It is. It's yeah. I don't think I can even. Like I don't think they have any idea what they're doing. So we can. I can. Let's pivot this from Guardians of the Galaxy to one more thing. Maybe we should wrap it up. So, you know, great acting performance of Vin Diesel in Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris, give me a Furious Seven prediction. Oh man. I like the Vin Diesel great acting <laughs> line. That was good. Um, Didn't you shed a single tear at Vin Diesel's performance in Guns of Galaxy? Yeah, when he died, it was it was very sad. Spoilers. That's not how you do that. Spoilers for Guns of the Galaxy. Uh, uh, so I I'm curious what they're gonna do with Paul Walker. I feel like Paul Walker. And uh, what's her face like? Just like Jordana Brewster, it's like Mia, Mia, yeah, that one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, they just get their house like in the Bahamas or wherever they were last season, last movie, and just like they're there, and then they just move on with the series. So, so, so you don't think Paul Walker's character is going to die in that movie? I don't think so. Yeah. What do you think, Harrison? What happens to Paul Walker? Yeah, I bet that he doesn't die, but I I bet that he drives off into the sunset to go do something else. I don't think he's gonna settle down with Mia. I mean, I guess that I guess that they have a kid and stuff. And that's not great. But uh, I, I mean, don't know. the other option may, maybe goes to jail. I don't know. Could go to jail. I feel like what they're doing with Paul Walker's character is they're just not gonna do anything it's just gonna end like another fast movie and they're just not gonna reference anything other than like having in memory of paul walker's like the first so then it's not what happens in fast eight they just don't mention him anymore what do you mean he's just written out like just totally gone yeah like you run up or they're just like the rock comes to see vin diesel and they're like do we get brian and they're like nah brian's a father now and then that's it (laughs) (laughs) that that could very well happen Here's the thing that's confusing to me is like all the marketing for this movie is like one last ride, like like that that's like the tagline. But I they have plans to make more fast movies, right? Yeah. So I don't really know why that's in all well, the marketing. There, there's two ways to look at it. One is every movie is one last ride because they <laughs> said the same thing before. Sure, sure. Well, they I definitely th- say in Fast Five this is like their last job, and but all the things with one last ride are like very like. Paul Walker centric on the, the advertising, so I feel like it it's Paul Walker's one last ride. That's true. Yeah, I think they which probably, it arguably is like, is like not very like. Is that okay to it's, like it's leverage kind of, someone's death as a marketing in, thing? But it's kind of in poor taste because especially because of the way that he died, it really was like one last ride. Yeah. I mean, you know? they did Heath Ledger like they kind of did the same thing. Well, yeah, the and there were definitely people who said that was not okay. What they didn't that they advertised Heath Ledger so much for the Dark Knight. He was so good in that movie. Did, was uh, really good. did you guys hear that uh, Vin Diesel named his kid after Paul Walker? Did you hear no. that? No, yeah, so like I guess Vin they, Diesel had a kid recently. Yeah, so I guess that like they just had like a daughter and like sh- like she's named Paulina, like after Paul oh, Walker. Wow. Like that's pretty cool. I was just know? imagining that Vin Diesel like had a kid who was like eight years old and was like renamed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be funny. Let me get that birth certificate back. Do you <laughs> think that? Do you think that Vin Diesel is gonna give? The kid, like, which which model car do you think Vin Diesel's going to give the kids? Like, is it going to be the Black Charger? Or is it going to be the Skyline for Paul? What do you think? Both. Both. Both cars. <laughs> a combo. He's going to get some designers to make them both into one. <laughs> that uh, Fast and Furious Forza game is coming out on Friday. I don't know if you heard anything about that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I just, I just don't like racing games. <laughs> sure, I guess. Yeah. So, so my prediction, I, came up for, I was trying to figure out which character who's been in multiple movies is going to die because i feel like they they they've won every every time and paul walker i'm I'm saying it's not paul walker so i've decided my prediction is the brazilian cop who vin diesel was dating we'll say at the start of fast six and who like is like no i'm gonna go off the rock now at the end of fast six i bet she's gonna be involved somehow and she's gonna die i bet you it's the guy from the third one the guy from the third one? The main guy from oh, the third Oh, yeah, one. the guy from Friday Night Lights, that guy? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Because <laughs> it's after the third It's after. No, the we third finally one. caught up to the third one. That's yeah, true. so it's after the third one. So he's probably going to be in it. And I, 
I'm going to guess that he dies in the first like 10 minutes of him getting in. All right. Um, like, because he's not in any of the marketing at all. Yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't even know if he was in that movie. Like, I don't know if he's in the movie or not. I'm why just saying, you, I think he's going to be in why it. Why would you have someone from Tokyo Drift in your marketing? That I don't know. doesn't make any sense. Because he could be take a large part of the movie. I don't know. Even if he is a large part of the movie, you don't want him in the marketing. You just want to be like, it's they like have fast... Eight- Freaking! They have seven faces. Yeah, but yeah. they're all, the damn, they're, all and they're all they're all in stars. Fast Five and Fast Six, which are the good ones. <laughs> what if? What if, I don't think the third one's that bad. Okay, it's fun. What if? What if The Rock died? I thought about in that. like a super like heroic sort of like moment in that with movie. that with the with the minigun thing he's doing. Oh man, yeah. So it's like, the, the it's like with, it, it would be you know. It would be bad for like the economics of that movie in the future if The Rock wasn't in it. So like it like it probably wouldn't happen because of that. But as like a thing to happen in the movie and like something that would be surprising and totally out of the blue and like you know like The Rock's character in that movie is this like fucking huge, unbreakable, like tough guy. Like if he had if he like was defeated or like or something like or like kind of had to make like a like a sacrifice like that could be like a really cool moment in that in that series no that's really true the other thing is like you know like there, there's always rumors robert downey jr is gonna leave the avengers because like because he doesn't need it like there's yeah. like, tons of money to keep him on board like if anyone in the fast series doesn't need to be in that series because they have like reality shows and hbo shows and a million other things going on it's the rocks so maybe the rock just doesn't want to do it anymore could be and then they're just like we're gonna give you just like the most awesome exit we can the thing is like i would say that that was a possibility before paul walker that's a good point but without paul walker they need him now like you just have vin diesel like you have like <laughs> ludicrous you have like luda hey don't show tyree short it's, it's falling apart yeah luda and vin like you don't have a very popular and they in like in like like han's dead and that other girl's dead and like then you have like Michelle Rodriguez like, and like let's let's say like let's say The Rock died and they don't have Paul Walker anymore like they're definitely bringing in like Channing Tatum or someone to like boost the series at that point. Yeah, I mean, like throwing all their money at someone marketable. You're forgetting that Jason Statham is in this movie. That's true. We is don't Jason know Jason Statham going to survive this movie. He might. I don't. know. I hope he does. I. It's a new trilogy with Jason Statham as the enemy in all of them. Oh, or man. what if it's like Fast Five, where the Rock's the bad guy, and then he's the good. He's on the good guy's side at the end. Maybe Jason Statham teams up with Vin Diesel in Fast Eight. Yeah. <laughs> so if you kill the Rock and you keep Statham, you could happen. It could happen. I just don't think you can kill the Rock and then just not fill the void there. Or there's, oh. a the vo- there's a there's a large void that needs to be filled. Yeah. There uh, already is because Paul Walker's not going to be in the next one. That's true. Like there's already a void you need to fill, and but then look, you have the to thing fill is, the most Rock's of this void? was already scripted and filmed when they didn't know Paul Walker wasn't going to be yeah. available for but Fast there was 8. M- there was months of figuring out what the fuck they were going to do. Yeah, they, they didn't delay <laughs> the movie for a year. They did delay the movie a year. That's true. So I'm sure if The Rock was going to die and they're like, sorry, man, we need you for the next one. Well, here's another 20 mil. Like, that's what's going to happen. I'm pretty excited to see The Rock on SNL this weekend. I think that'll be be fun. What? Why do you know who's on SNL? Because I follow The Rock on Instagram, and he tweets about it, like, multiple times a day. Or he Instagrams about it, like, multiple times the a Rock day. The Rock is very into self-promotion. Yeah, okay. for sure. He's going to be on SNL this weekend. All right. Hosting. Maybe, maybe I'll actually watch it. Maybe not. He's also going to be... Maybe this is a reality show we got to do. He's going to be in some reality show where people lip sync, and they put out a clip of him lip syncing to shake it off. It's like it's that thing that like Jimmy Fallon invented, but then isn't involved with the show about it, right? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I just saw the Rock lip syncing to shake it off. That's all I know. <laughs> so yeah. is this like celebrities that can't sing that want to be in a singing show? Or so I don't really know anything about this. So have you seen those like Tonight Show segments? No. So basically, uh, I think that like Stephen Merchant, like when he was on, like invented the game and like brought it to the show. But, uh, like, basically they have, you know, Jimmy Fallon and, like, one or two more celebrities that kind of have this lip sync off. And it's actually, like, it's actually pretty funny and, like, better than you. it sounds when I say it like that, right? I don't know. It's good. They're, like, gigantic viral videos at this point. Like, I'm really surprised you haven't seen them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't watch the Tonight Show, so. All right. Team Conan? <laughs> I guess. I don't really watch the late night TV. I don't have cable. 
So mm. those are a lot harder to watch. Like they're online, but they still have the time. All right. So uh, you got any plugs there, Rob? Find me on Twitter at Rob Kitts. Harrison. You can find me on Twitter at Harrison Hoffman. You can find me on Twitter at the Chris Lorenz. And you can follow us on Twitter at Who Put This On. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Who Put This On. And you can and send you can, us questions. Yeah. Send us questions. Thank you. <laughs> at Who Put This On at Gmail.com. See you guys next time. <laughs>